Yes. How many y'all's in equilibrium? One. Welcome back. Welcome go back to sci-fi mid-2000s techno cross-sections. I'm your action host. It's me. Ha ha. New intro song? Is that a new intro song? That wasn't good. Welcome back to sci-fi cross sections. Now you going to analyze and digest the sci-fi media. That really sucks. That was really good. That was really good. I don't know what the fuck you guys are smoking, but that was gold. And I'm Sponsored by Guinness, uh, brand new nitro cold brew coffee, Guinness beer. Uh, um, all new, uh, sponsor us. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is... I'm Ben Young. I'm Bill Jarvis. Andrew's back. Andrew's back, and tonight we are talking about the 2002, sorry, not blockbuster hit, uh, Equilibrium. Not Equilibrium blockbuster. was... Um, uh-huh. Well, we'll get back to that. Uh, Equilibrium was written and directed by Kurt Wimmer. Uh, it was, well, I guess we're just going to starring. Christian Bale, Emily Watson, Tay Diggs, Angus McFadden. McFadden, I don't even know. Anyways, Sean Bean, love him. Who doesn't? Uh, and we'll just say William Fletcher. And Sean Pertwee was in there, too. Missed him. He was father. He was only on like. Two- oh, yes, yes, yeah. that's right. Duh. Okay. That, that's his name, right? Sean yeah. Pertwee? Yep, that's his name. Alfred. Yeah. So, do you know what's funny? You know, actually, it's really random that he's in, but he's in the opening sequence of The Tudors. <laughs> <laughs> Just the opening he, sequence? Not the opening sequence, but like the opening scene of the first episode. Like. Oh. Interesting. He's in that. I was like, that's weird. All right. Okay. If you've seen it, you know what I mean. I, I haven't. Um, okay. All right. Anyways, Equilibrium uh, from 2002 had a budget of $20 million. Mm, yes. Uh, the box office was $5.3 million. Oh, that's mm, really yes. bad. Do you guys want to know uh, what it made its opening weekend? $380. I'm going to say 463,000. Ben, you're really close. Uh, it's 541,000. Hey, I'm going to say 464,000. Bob, Bob, I'm going to say 464,000. No, he already gave it. Damn it. Mm, sorry. Damn it. Yeah, you should have. Yep. Um, yeah, so it... Uh, 
it closed out in the United States, having made $1.2 million. <laughs> Internationally is what gave it most of its its uh, comeback there, with, which was $4.1 million. Uh, also, fun little facts. I'm just going to get these out of the way now. Uh, the movie was released in other countries with English names, but it wasn't equilibrium. Uh, in Denmark, Finland, and Sweden, it was known as Cubic. And in Japan, it was known as Rebellion. Maybe because equilibrium was a dumb fucking pun. Elaborate. The city state is called Libria. Yes. Equilibrium. So this, wait, like equine, like equestrian, like horses, yeah, like they were like all they horse, were all people. horse people. <laughs> that's that's what I got from that yep, joke. Yep, that's a secret underlying tone. <laughs> no, everyone horses in don't Libria, have emotions. Everyone, Everybody everyone knows horses don't is, have emotions. Everyone in Libria is equal. That's the that's the pun there. I'm not. You're not in Libria. I'm sorry. No. I, 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 that's honestly that's not why they named the movie that but oh okay i see why because they did a limited release on this that's why maybe uh, they should have done so, a wider release yeah yeah they yeah. probably should have stepped that one up a notch yeah there's only 306 theaters i see that now hmm. well fun fact that costs money they probably didn't have any <laughs> that's exactly why they did it yeah you're right <laughs> i thought movie theaters pay studios that rent their movies uh yes but you still need to market it. Yes, that's that's what they said. They said they didn't want a, a film losing money, so they didn't market it, and then thus they lost money because they didn't market it. Honestly, Christian yep. Bale could have just put like a cling on the back of his like car window that said Equilibrium and had his picture on it, and people probably would have seen it. Honestly, marketing costs a lot, though. Mm-hmm. So they probably would have lost even more money if they marketed this. Got it. Probably. Well, here's here's the fun thing about like budgets in, in films. Not all movie budgets include marketing in it. So it just kind of depends on if that information is accessible and if it is something it is, that is reported and if it is something the studio wants reported. So sometimes they'll pad a movie. Um, they'll be like, oh, well, this movie's $100 million when it, in fact, was just a $20 million movie. And, you know, $100 million sounds better in the in the marketing, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's but, fair. Uh, yeah. Ben, tell me what this movie is about. Oh, you're asking me what this is about? Yes. Oh. Well, in that case... Dystopian future when war has ravaged the human race. The new totalitarian government of Libya has forced all people to take mood suppressors and ban all forms of art. A cleric named John Preston misses his dose after being forced to execute his partner, Sean Bean, and discovers the beauty in the world and the horror of his own government. It's equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> my voice. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put the opening song from Terminator there. It's like Perfect. it's like your voice was living under this oppressive thing you were doing, yes. and at the end it just snapped. And it's almost yeah, like your voice hurt. was living under an oppressive totalitarian government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It is. Yes. Aren't they all? Ugh. Uh. Anyway, that's what the movie's about. Go on. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hmm. I want to say that there's not a lot to unpack with this movie just because it's all on the nose. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. Who's got time for subtext? This was 2002. <laughs> the marketing material for this movie said, forget the Matrix. <laughs> this is the nice. real sci-fi action movie with the guns and the kung fu. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is it called, Miller? You must say it right. Equilibrium. No, no, no. 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 The guns and the kung fu. Oh, That's the gun kata. The gun fu. The gun fu by the grammaton clerics. The tetragrammaton. <laughs> Chicken I, know where, where we I have a place to start if you guys would like. Absolutely. I got lots I of start, I got lots to talk about this movie. I chose I this movie. I want to start with So here's the thing. Last week I was careful um because I know our our buddy boy Mark is a little bit of a sensitive person. Mm -hmm. Uh Miller, I know you have thick skin. And this was your birthday choice. <laughs> I liked this movie once upon a time in high school. And that should have been a red flag for me going into this rewatch, is that I liked this in high school. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Uh, I want to start with the poster of this movie, which features Christian Bale and Tay Diggs standing on the front. They're silver uh, for some reason. So anyway, here's this, here's this poster where Christian Bale and Tay Diggs they are, are silver. silver for whatever reason. Uh, I think Rise of the Silver Surfer was coming out at that point, maybe. So maybe they're trying to no, cash in. in. <laughs> no, that, that was like four years. It was later. later. Uh, and the tag, and, and it's not really a tagline. It's more of a an elevator pitch here on the poster. In a future where freedom is outlawed, outlaws will become heroes. I have a lot of issue with this false marketing. So I'm glad they didn't spend too much money on it, or maybe they should have spent more money on it. And I want to break this down. In a future where freedom is outlawed. Yeah, that's all right. That's good. It's a good start. We're good with that. Outlaws. Well, outlaws is, is the outlaw that will become the hero, the rebellion? Or is the outlaw that will become the hero, the cleric John Preston? In which case, he is not an outlaw. He is literally the law. Yeah. But the outlaws were always the heroes. So right. who is becoming a hero here? And right. which one of them are outlaws? Right. John Preston's so, becoming the hero. So, But he was not an outlaw. But he's becoming one. So <laughs> he's not... Here's, here's the thing, is... Maybe they are taking creative liberty with what outlaw means. Because, um, you know, outlaw always, people assume, just means um, a criminal or a fugitive. Um, but to me, outlaw can also mean someone that is operating outside of the law. Yeah. And I think uh, Sean Bean and Christian Bale's characters, because they are the law, they're able to once they start feeling all that, they're operating outside of that law. They're breaking the law, and then they're existing outside of it. Let's just be they honest. They become heroes. Let's just be honest. But this was the placeholder text, and they forgot to switch it out. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Or someone in the studio just went, oh, they didn't they didn't put a, oh. a tagline on the Maybe on the they really poster. did only Greg. spend $350 on marketing. Greg. They didn't put a tagline on the poster. Greg. Why not? Matt. It's 2002. Everything is supposed to have a tagline on the poster in 2002. Right. Um, what's his name? Greg. Sorry. Greg, we uh, we, we, sent, we sent your thing to the to the printers. We sent your thing Which to the printers. sat down. Every Kurt time sat I down for the posters, and they were like, he was like, okay, show me what you got. And they showed him the, a poster of Christian Bale and Tay Diggs standing there, and it, and it was it was a normal contrast. And uh, Matt, Kurt Wimmer was like, "I don't like that they're different colors. They need to be equal because it's equilibrium." It's like okay, so they make them silver. And he goes, "I need. We need something. Where's the tagline that you promised me?" And they said, "Kurt, we didn't say a tagline. We didn't. We, we didn't promise a, a tagline." He goes, yes, you did. I need the tagline right now. And they all looked at the intern. And he said, uh, 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 in, in a future where freedom is outlawed, outlaws become, they become the outlaws. How about heroes? Yeah. Love it. And that was how it was born. And that intern was Harvey Weinstein. Ooh, no. And now you know. No, he was on this project. He, he was. Story. Harvey Weinstein was involved in this project. Yes, he was. Oh, fuck. He was. Don't remind me that Harvey yeah. Weinstein was involved with many. Just many because, just because Wikipedia know. took him off the list. Oh, did they really? Isn't, that's what canceling is. You just uh, your Twitter <laughs> account gets deleted and you're taken off of Wikipedia, and then no one in our generation or the following generations will actually know it exists because it's not on Twitter or Wikipedia. You know, well, it's on IMDb, which is actually the proper source for film credits. So what this is has n- IMDb? Yeah, people just go to Wikipedia. I'm li- I literally have the Wikipedia page open right now. <laughs> I have both. I always get both up. You guys don't get both up? No, I, I don't. I don't pull up any no. pages. No, because Wikipedia is good, and IMDb can be edited by anybody. All my info's off the cuff, daddy-o. Yeah, it's off the dome. Yeah, actually, fun fact, Andrew Charles W.S. Miller just memorizes the, the post-credits. I'm He's going to learn jujitsu. <laughs> oh my god uh, actually I, I get the poster now if you squint hard enough you actually might just be the matrix and you're fine well some marketing material says forget about the matrix really it's really <laughs> a real thing uh, it's okay. a real thing this was Already. really supposed to take on the matrix three years later so let's get into a I little did. bit of Libria here um kind of like well first off i love the aesthetic i love what they did very on the nose this is like uh fascist germany this is like 1984 part two in fact a lot of the like outside buildings (laughs) were structures that were built in nazi germany they filmed this shit in berlin hmm yes yeah, so there you go. Okay. That was the aesthetic they were looking for. Let me see. Um also Well, the whole thing is, you know, Hitler and the Nazis were trying to build their utopia. But in fact, we're building a dystopia. Ended up more like a fruitopia. Yeah. 
Uh, anyways, <laughs> did you just call the Nazis Fruitopia? <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, it's a Simpsons reference. Uh, oh, it's the okay. episode where Stephen Hawking's is on, and um, in his in his robot voice, he um talks. He literally was like, "You, you know, you strive to make a utopia, but what you ended up with was more like a Fruitopia." And Fruitopia was that drink, <laughs> the nineties yeah, drink. Yeah. I never drank a Fruitopia. No, but like I said, th this this movie is very just on the nose with everything. Um, there was no twist for the most part, except at you know the very end. It was kind of just like we know who the bad guys are, we know who the good guys are, uh, and then we know our protagonist becomes a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh, at the end when they're just like, father is a figurehead. <gasps> yeah, Sean Pertwee was dead by the time. <laughs> That's like, a twist. Whoa. And also, Tay Diggs is just like, ha! And I'm like, you thought you got me, but actually I got you. Yeah, and then he turned out to suck anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was so a very bad. disappointing. <laughs> uh, it's I, like, I, so I laughed because I was like, they fucking tricked me into watching anime again. <laughs> I, I was sitting here, I was just like, it's Cowboy Bebop all over again. In what fucking world are people melee fighting with guns? Why? They clearly had devices on the guns for melee combat, and they didn't use it. Well, I was just going to say, like, hey, I got some advice. Take a step back, and then aim the gun and fire it. I, uh... I, I, I didn't like upon rewatch any of this movie, but the Whoa. but the last part of it from like from after the the twist that he was just a a sleeper agent and on mm -hmm. is just some of the worst filmmaking of all time. <laughs> like from from them all walking up to him in a circle with the swords, I was laughing yeah, so yeah. first hard, off. Why didn't you draw your sword? Before you went up to him, <laughs> and then and then the the gunfu, which has potential to be cool. I think there's there's another movie that I think the Matrix does. Yeah, the Matrix does this with Smith and and Neo, where they're both shooting at each other and they keep pushing the gun out of the way. Um, that was cool, but unfortunately, um, what me what was his name Robert again? Angus Bruce. here, Mister Angus, uh, looks like an absolute. <laughs> Fool, just flailing around mm. with this panicked off, expression uh, on his face. Hey, ben, don't ever insult Angus in front of me. The man literally plays Robert the Bruce. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Angus. But he looks like a flailing fool I, in that scene. You know, I agree. I feel like they had an idea in mind at the beginning they were, when they were just like, there can be this like epic fight where it turns out he's actually super competent, and but it didn't play out. As well as it. right, it was just no. the wrong cast. Like, wrong. Uh, like I get like he was panicked because he feels and stuff like that, but it just it just looks silly. It was just like, and he's so much shorter than Christian Bale, so he's like reaching up through the whole thing. <laughs> it's just like I was laughing so hard, and the whole and then leading up to my favorite scene, <laughs> the final scene where all the guards are standing in front of the the uh the i don't know equilibrium i think it's called um the building 
and all of the rebellion is running up, shooting their guns, and the guards only react once they get to the steps. Yes, well, you see, the thing is, is they're not looking at the street as good guards do. They stare at each other and avoid (laughs) everyone. They have no peripherals in those helmets. (laughs) They were were told in training, don't make eye contact, even if you have a face cover that blocks. Mm what your eyes are doing it might give you um, some don't ever funny make feelings. eye contact so they avoid looking at people the entire time well, it might, yeah it might give you some funny feelings if you like catch eyes with somebody <laughs> and you can't have feelings yeah. to be a sense offender then yeah. um so something i will note uh mention with angus that i didn't notice before but they hint that he does feel throughout like the second half of the movie i don't even think it's a hint oh, yeah. there's like parts yeah. where you like Straight up, well, he screams. Yells, at him. But yeah. I, I like, I notice it. Like he's like drawing his hand along the table as he's walking up, and then like he slams his fist down. That whole time, every time, um, uh, I don't. What's his name? Preston is learning to feel. It's all tactile contact at first. He has to touch everything. Yeah. So, I just, dude, literally like, has paintings and like ornate frames in his office. Like at the end. Yeah. And- Preston's kid is also given away in the very opening because I don't I didn't rem- I, I guess like it helps that I've seen it before. So I'm sort of subconsciously I remembered, but he tells his he tells his sister to stop as she's spinning the spoon in the in the cereal. It's like, oh, so he's not on it. I, that's right. I remember now. Like it's it's so blatant, like the entire the entire concept of like removing emotions is just so flawed because it doesn't you can't do it if you want to do it properly it's not interesting to watch yeah so it's just like 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 the the oh shit he has a gun oh shit shoot him those aren't real reactions of people who don't have emotions oh shit he's a sense offender like you aren't gonna cuss if you don't have feelings you aren't gonna cuss if you don't have emotions you're just you're gonna go there they are get them that was funny. Fuck they're you. Not, they're not robots. <laughs> there they are. Get them. Beep. beep he morp. is a sense offender. Can you believe it? Meep, meep morp. But that's yeah. that's what it would be. It would be that. No, th- it's it just so so. Assumingly, it's either this was poor or they are all sense offenders. No, I just I. This is one of those movies where you know Kurt Wimmer wrote a script and it didn't change like five hands. Of like, read this. Is this okay? And then it goes to the next person. Read. Is this okay? It's like George Lucas. You know, the older he got, the more power he had, and the less people he had to please. So he kind of just did whatever he want, and he just got worse and worse as he got older. It's kind of like that. You need someone else to go. This is bad. Don't do this. It, little things just needed to be um, reworked in the script. <clears throat> Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still like this movie. It is fun. Do I have some complaints? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm a little concerned on why they're driving cars from the late 80s and early 90s. New new cars breed attachment. I Science. know, but like he's driving a Cadillac Seville from the night. 19- 1990s. I think it was like the early 90s. I think. Yeah, but they whited it all out. Oh, legit. So there is. You tell me in the budget you couldn't fit like 
a newer Cadillac in there somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, that puppy. I forget what I forget what it was specifically, but there was something in there there where I was like, I was like, why don't they have newer things? And it, it, I realized I I was thinking about it. and I'm like, well, honestly, real scientific advancements are born out of passion for the industry and for what you for your work and what you do. And so when you remove that passion, you remove any chance for actual progress or advancement. Uh- I like what you're saying there, but in all actuality, real scientific advancements are through government funding, which they have plenty of. passion people people would get their grants. Look, that's the one good note I have for this movie, so if you're going to take it away. (laughs) I'm absolutely taking it away from you. Okay, I I got nothing. Maybe it was the rotary phones, just the lack of cell phones. There was something, but it, it, there's all sorts of things like that where it's just there's like like Colin said, the technology is very eighties, uh, nineties, like the 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 water truck. Thought that was silly. I was like, you're gonna execute them anyway. Why don't you just put a turret on that? Look, it might have just been like this was the best available at turn of the century uh, Germany. So this is all they had to work with. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. that's all they had. Maybe. Just kidding, Germany. You're very advanced and awesome where's well, they, my I, chocolate I, I, germany germany's grown exponentially i do think turn of the century germany was a little little down there i think in the last 20 years they've done really well for themselves obviously but it took them a, it took them a minute turn of which century germany Nine, the 20th and the 21st century okay. we are praising the turn of the 18th 19th century germany or 19th 20th century uh, boys, germany did you think this movie came out before movies existed <laughs> movies, movies uh, have existed actually, since 1890 it was actually directed by robert edison robert edison robert tom edison, edison. Uh, chuck, chuck edison did it yeah, robert edison <laughs> Yogurt Edison? <laughs> Who? Yeah. Okay. Tom Edison directed movies. So that was supposed to be a fun fact, but. Ta- yeah, he did actually direct the original Frankenstein movie. That scared people so bad they had to, like, get the doctors involved. <laughs> I don't know if this is a bit now. No, it's not. It actually that <laughs> Frankenstein, Thomas Edison's Frankenstein was legitimately, like, horrifying to spectators, to audiences. Like people, like people, literally needed doctors for this. You watch it now, and it's like not even scarier than you know what so, fucking Caroline's cat coughed up this morning. Clearly, it was Gogo. <laughs> I know it's Gogo. That um, cat has problems. That cat's always hacking away. Okay, so um, oh man, I lost my train of thought. You had to bring up the cat. Cars. Oh, so honestly, I think if this movie, and it never will be, if it was to be made now. I think it would be cooler to show, I guess, not to be so on the nose. Like, you actually see a wonderful utopia. And then, like, as you kind of peel away the layers, then you see equilibrium, like, the way they display it. What A lot of movies do that, actually, now that I think about it. I just think it would have been a little bit better. I don't think that was a utopia at all. Well, no the, utopia the, sets you down in front of a screen and makes you watch Sean Pertwee talk about like minutia for 45 minutes. Actually, I think one of the big takeaways from Thomas More's utopia is that people don't have freedom. That's what makes a utopian society. Freedom yeah. is what breeds chaos. I'm no, glad that's, I'm glad that's 
sorry, go ahead. I thought you were No, 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 I'm done. Okay, sorry. I, I was going to say that that is, that's, I'm glad that's brought up actually, because I, I didn't realize that that was something we could talk about. I figured that was just common at this point. Not that I'm judging you, but Miller, but I was just saying that like, uh, yeah, utopia is, is generally agreed upon now that utopia and dystopia, well, I, I suppose the difference in dystopia is that there's really no government, but they, they do are, are connected. A, all utopias are dystopias, but not all dystopias are utopias. Does that make sense? I, 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 or maybe it does, and I just am not understanding you. You can never have a perfect world. Because yeah. in order to have a perfect world, you need to strip away humanity. Sure. Our existence stops any chance of a utopic existence. Right. And so by creating a utopia, you are removing some element of humanity from it and therefore, ironically, making it a dystopia Got as it. a result. And, and realistically, you can't remove the humanity from someone like well you can actually um yeah but, the u.s military does it all the time well no not even that like you could literally just what is it uh bill do you know it when you uh go through to the brain it was the, the thing they used lobotomy. to do the lobotomy yeah, thank you yeah transorbital lobotomy yeah um to make people like docile <laughs> good, but for good the, bill hey everybody give bill a hand for that one hey. thank you thank you well, guys usually when it comes to like scientific things they go to bill the thing going through the brain but uh <laughs> i'm sorry bad description anyways um but no the thing is is you just remove people's freedoms you just don't allow them to do things and that's how you make the utopia just any any sort of executive decision making from the brain basically. yes yeah. So, I don't know. I I just wish there was more depth to this movie is what I'm saying. Like, it's not, not a lot of depth there. I guess maybe that was Kurt Wimmer's idea. Like, he just didn't want the depth there, you know? He wanted it to be very obvious, but... I'd say... Or maybe Kurt just isn't capable of thinking on a deeper level. Uh, well, no, see, he actually directed some shit that I actually like, and he did well with it, including before this movie. Sphere, which we still haven't put on this list yet, is one of my favorite sci-fi movies out of the 90s. Oh, he, he also did the uh, uh, the Total Recall remake, which was eh. And that Colin Farrell. Oh, bud. It did. And Jessica Biel, didn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Think so. I mean, so he's like done some stuff. Like he's okay. Okay. I want to talk about something. Hey. Oh, he did ultraviolet. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The um soundtrack of this movie. <laughs> I just want to. I. You know what? Let me just. Let me just. Let me just start it here. The soundtrack of the movie sounds like what like a producer or like not even a producer, like an executive from the board be like, that's action movie. Put it in. Like that's you know like what? literally the matrix, what had, the matrix had early two thousands techno. Yeah. Early two thousands. You know what? We don't have enough for an orchestra. Just put some synth in there. It'll be uh future. I I feel like this is 
just period accurate for the most no, part. No, yeah, pure par for the course. Like, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna knock it that much. Um also I did look it up and the composer, uh Klaus Badelt, is actually an understudy of Hans Zimmer. Mm. Ooh. No, but I mean I mean but honestly it was definitely it definitely sounded not like understudy, whatever that it, the thing he studied it, under the thing is it was so disjointed like you would just have this random like serene moment and then it would go and then it would go back to now we're talking about how we have no emotions but it, but that's i mean that's what the matrix was <laughs> i mean yeah, this movie was no, they, all they, about you know, beating honestly, the matrix I'm gonna I'm gonna say no on that one because I feel like there was an orchestral element to it that kind of like eased from one scene to another scene, whereas this yeah. was kind of like nothing, nothing, and then ba 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 ba, and then nothing. Like it was just like well, disjointed. I don't know. No, it's not nothing, nothing, because in the between the ba 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 is like this weird like oh. Uh, ee. Oh, they did a lot of like, oh, if you yeah. like man, weird monastic chants going on right. during a lot of there, scenes, which I thought was there's awesome. A, there's a scene that like just needed to shut the fuck up. It just needed to be quiet and let Christian and Angus act. And it was the scene where uh, he was telling him that there's a traitor in our midst, blah, blah, blah. So why aren't you doing something to, to stop it? Why, why is he? Because Christian thinks he's. Preston thinks he's caught, but he's not. He's just like, well, he is, but he's not. He he finds he thinks he's not. Oh my god. Um. <clears throat> anyway, the music finally stops at the reveal that he isn't caught, and it's like I'm like, could you just have like not for a second? Because it's incredibly distracting. I'm just like the whole like oh I'm like, dude, shut up for a second. These two are trying to act. They're trying to act. Leave them alone. Just let the actors act. But that's that's not the movie's fault per se. That is early two thousands, late nineties fault. Like that's just what things were. No one trusted actors back then. Um, they still don't. So one of the things that I actually um, also hated was the scene where he like wakes up from his nightmare. Um, and the the rays of the sun are like trying to come through, and this is this is the visual visually him starting to feel, and like he reaches out and he he breaks breaks the uh, the tinted window away so that way he could just finally feel. I was just like the whole time, I don't know, man, a little too on the head. I thought I thought I thought that was okay. I feel like that scene in in a vacuum that's okay. Felt like that was okay. I feel like there was everything right. else around the movie it was pretty bad. <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like I feel like the concept of burning the Mona Lisa so nobody feels anything is kind of weird. Also, the Mona Lisa is not that big. Yeah, no, actually, it's it's pretty small. It's like right there. It's a pretty small thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in two thousand two, people didn't know that. 2002 People nobody 20, knew that 21 don't know that <laughs> um they didn't have the internet like they do today yeah also the whole like destroy it then also you look there's like a fuck ton of 
evidence that is logged, apparently. That giant-ass book. I'm just like, so how do they choose what gets burned right away and what just gets logged as evidence? I feel like the Mona Lisa would have got logged. Just saying. I'm sorry. There it is. I said it. Not only that, but they know that it's authentic. Like, that's the authentic <laughs> one. Like, where did the resistance get the Mona Lisa? Uh, France. Louvre. Pretty you know, sure. Well, is this the only resistance? Is this the only, like... Pretty sure Place the Mona Lisa on the world that, like that has well, Grammaton clerics well, and has all of this so stuff going on. You know how the underground is actually underground, like they <laughs> painstakingly visibly show the elevator going down, and then like you see people walking above. Maybe the underground is so deep that they have a tunnel going to France, and that's how they got the Mona Lisa there. I'm or sorry, this entire f- movie takes place in France. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, uh, Angus's character's English? name is Dupont. Yeah. That sounds pretty French to me. They're yeah, all, uh, they're all, yeah. The um, the Mona Lisa has been at the Louvre since eighteen oh four. So yes, that's why, that's why that's why I mentioned the Louvre. Which one's in Venice then? Which one's in Venice? Venice? The Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> There's like a really <laughs> big painting in, in Venice. <laughs> I don't. know. Honestly, the Declaration of Independence. Yes, <laughs> Nicholas Cage, bring it back! Damn it, we've been waiting. <laughs> Venice the Menace. One, oh. of, one of my uh, students in my government class actually suggested we watch uh, the Declaration or <laughs> the uh, National Treasure. National Treasure, and I was almost took him up on the offer, but I was like, "No, sit down, shut up." <laughs> he um, offered to bring in his copy. Yeah. Well, I, I would. Yeah. The Guggenheim is in Venice. I don't know what that the is. hell is that. Isn't that that shitty that shitty TV producer who used to be a comic book writer and he's got these Mark, the CWDC shows? Mark is Mark is his first Mark name. Guggen- no. Yeah, the Guggenheim or the Galleria dell'Accademia. No, Bill, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I do speak Italian, but I still don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Cosa dice? Gorlami. Okay. Uh, Buonasera. Gorlami. Hey, Miller's heard me speak Italian. Dominique de Coco. So anyway. Uh, yeah, so Dominique this takes place in Italy. Got it. Um, Italy. That's not true. It's not true. Italian. It stands idly by. Okay, I want, I want, and sorry, sorry to jump in here like this, but I want Miller to talk about it before I, I commence to give this movie my final beatdown because he likes it, so. I mean, I like it. Doesn't mean I can't beat the shit. I just haven't heard. I just haven't heard from Miller for a minute. Yeah. Um, So your your question ultimately is why did I pick this movie for my uh, birthday movie pick? Which apparently apparently I'm the only one who gets. And what you like about it and such. You know what? Um, Upon rewatch, because I actually hadn't watched this movie for many many years at this point, I watched it today, and. you know what? I mean, there are there are definitely parts that are really goofy. Um, like I totally forgot, like when it introduces the art of gun uh, gun fu, and they like bust the light bulb, and it's like he goes in there, and it's that strobe effect thing where he's like, you know, swishing his arm, and literally he's moving his arms around all over the place, like geometrically, 
and it's making this it literally makes the, the swoosh noise the whoosh noise <laughs> i noticed like, that too it's oh, awful that's oh, really shit. actually the shot that's right before really that, when the, the guys put their shotguns to the the hinges mm-hmm. each time it was yeah somebody like the foley artist for this movie really had a like a good day <laughs> Man. They're like, what is this? I did what a lot this? of cocaine. I did. Yeah, let's just, fucking do just this. fucking throw it up on the screen. I got, I got a, I got a. Fucking, well, that's where the whole saddle? marketing budget went. Was for that the Foley artist's cocaine. I got a saddle <laughs> and something that goes. Fun fact: the movie actually did well. It only cost five million dollars to produce. Yeah. The re- the it's other fifteen million, million dollars co- was in cocaine, just for the sound editing. <laughs> but um. But you know what? Um, I I actually really you know I, I like this movie. Um, all things considered, you know I I think I mentioned it last week on Cowboy Bebop. I I like cool like action sci-fi movies. Um, was the plot like really on the nose? Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I you know it it didn't pretend to be anything that it wasn't. Um, I don't think. I mean. Yeah, maybe there's a lot of like faux, like um, very like uh, philosophy 101 in this movie. But I mean, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Like it's it's very on the nose for like a very specific period in time. And um, I, I I don't know. I view like there's there's maybe like a cautionary tale in here about censorship you know when when i when you when you asked me in january like you know what do you uh what do you want to do for your you know birthday movie which is like oh i didn't even realize i was getting another one or maybe i'd asked for the whole month again you you asked for it you (laughs) said what are we doing for my birthday i asked for the whole month again which you said no you can have one day and i'm like all right that's fair but you do edit uh and you're not paid so this is the least yeah, we can that's do that's true yeah if anybody wants to pay me my uh venmo is uh available um, all you have to do is just email all you have to do is email sci-fi cross sections at gmail.com somebody will see what, it and say what is andrew ws charles charles miller's uh, venmo and we'll hook you up yeah and i'll i'll tell you what it is so don't request money from me because uh i don't make a lot I work for a, a dumpster company. Um, Doesn't your boss listen to this? Fucking no. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure he does. He can talk exactly shit about how him much he makes, want. and we're, he knows it's not a lot, so it's fine. No, he wouldn't care. He'd be like, he'd be like he no, he's right. This is a this is a dumpster fucking company. <laughs> this is literally a dumpster fucking. <laughs> Kyle, I love you. Um, I am. But, no, uh, I, I just know, wanted like, to say yeah. we are well past the drop-off point for most listeners at this point. Okay, <laughs> at this at this If you made it to this, if you've made it to the to this point in the podcast, you know, I I I I salute you. You know, you're. Your grammaton cleric in my mind. Grammaton. <laughs> well, you there know, there are a ton of grammas in my mind. Hey, Andrew, were you done, or did you want to keep going? No, I mean, I'm I'm kind of just rambling at this point, but I I mean, I do think like I know um, censorship was really on my mind when uh, when I selected this movie to be my pick for my birthday. Okay. Um, there was a lot of stuff that was kind of going on, particularly in American politics, that um, made me really kind of think about and remember this movie um you know long story short don't trust government but uh you know short story long 
we're not going to go into it because we're uh, we're already recorded for like an hour here. <laughs> yeah. So um, you just made me think of something though, and you said, Good. "Well, no, you you said like it's it's on the nose, and you know what? Who cares?" And I'm like, you know what? Movies should be right on the nose. Now that I think about it, I mean, not necessarily. Reason, well, it's the same reason theater got so big. It's because the peasants couldn't read. And so theater was created so that they could be entertained and not have to read. That's that's what why movies exist too. Okay, it's so the same reason the Model T existed because we needed to go from one place to another, but you still don't drive those around. I would. Uh, speak for yourself. If I had one, I would absolutely <laughs> drive it. I'd wind that shit up every day and go to work in it. <laughs> no, but that's that's why theater got so big is because you needed the, yes. uh, the peasants to be entertained. The unwashed mass- uh, okay, masses. Okay, so the unwashed masses. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, wait, are you wrapping up? Yes, I am. Why did you want to do oh. your beat down? Yeah, I'm not fucking done. <laughs> All right. He's going to lay it, a, He's going to lay a <laughs> grammaton let me tell you beat why down this on this. Let me tell you why this movie is, 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 shouldn't, don't get me wrong. I love simple movies. I think How to Be Single is an underrated classic of our time. Who's in that? It's, huh? Who, what, who's in that movie? Uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, Leslie Mann, Rebel Wilson. It's, uh, I forget the guys in it. Allison Breeze in so it. So not Christian Bale. Not Christian Bale, no. Not Sean Pertwee, the powerhouse. Not Sean Pertwee, no. Not Sean Bean. The David powerhouse. David Jr. Pa- Sean Bean. Sean Beans. He could be in it. Sean Beans. He'll be in my TV adaptation of How to Be Single. Uh, anyway, I really want to do a TV adaptation of How to Be Single. Oh, it's fuck. Like we get to dream. talk about Sean Bean next week, too. Holy fuck. All right. No, go ahead. <laughs> Sean so, Beans. Uh, I don't think we actually do. I think I moved the schedule around. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's two weeks, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Look, here's the thing. Here's the reason why this movie has issues that shouldn't be ignored. Because this is a juvenile idea of and I get I get what you mean, like Miller, because at the time of when I used when I used to watch this and I watched it a lot as a kid, because at the time it got my early developing mind into censorship and into this kind of shit. But now it reminds me a lot about like Fight Club, another movie that I was really into as a kid and I've gotten older and I've seen like it's it's damaging because people watch this and they go, this is enough for me to form an idea. Do you get what I'm saying? Like there's nothing there's nothing deeper here to get people to think deeper on it. It goes, ooh, government bad. Ooh, this this reminds me a lot of what a libertarian's idea of what a liberal dystopia would be. Like, no depth, no thought. It's just like government control everything. Emotion, gone. Art, gone. They want, they want everyone equal. That's what our future is. Like, that's as I watched the movie, I was like, I was like, it feels like I'm, I'm watching a, a modern idiot's take on what our, our future is in 10 years. And there's, there's no criticism of that. There's no actual support for it either. It's just, here, movie. Uh, government's bad sometimes, uh, but Christian Bale, he has emotions, so it's okay. And then they move on, and the movie's over. And it's... Ba- it's backed by some cool gun foo, of course, 
but it's damaging because and there's at the end of the day there's nothing we can do about it except stop making movies like this but it's damaging because people look at it and they go wow they think this is deep they think this is introspective just like fight club they think it's deep they think it's introspective because it has twists and it has turns and it it talks about emotion and the mind but in fact it doesn't and it's not deep it's not introspective it just fools idiots into thinking they are and I think these movies uh, suck for that reason. So I'm sorry that I gave it such a beatdown on your birthday, Miller, but I love you. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks. Listen, I, <laughs> I'm i just going to say... Yeah, I, I, a little bit of disagreement there with you, Ben, but... Um, That's fair. That's, I, I think... Disagree. So I, I think... This movie isn't saying government bad. This movie is saying be critical of your government, if anything, which everyone should always be. Absolutely. You should yeah. always ask questions. You should always, you should always have the power to fight back. To be better. Um, you should, once you your should government starts, once your government starts making decisions for you on be on your behalf, then you've lost the plot. No, very good. I get that. No, very good. That's that's exactly you're exactly right. Um this movie doesn't exactly convey that message all that well, but um Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. You should question. I don't disagree. Well, they got Robert really De Niro sitting in the front row making this smug <laughs> ass face. <laughs> yes. That dude oh, God, knows where he is. Yes, he's uh, like, ben, can you or somebody post the um I didn't that's post still, it. I can someone post did. that still to the Facebook? That dude please. looks like Robert De Niro. That fucking Robert De Niro ass motherfucker. If you send it, if you send it to me, Bill, I can make it our episode. It's in the sci-fi cross sections group chat. Okay, all right. Um, There's the banner. That right, dude's, right, I'll never not be able to see that dude now, Bill. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. It, he's smiling. This smug ass son of a bitch. <laughs> It looks um, like De Niro. Al De Niro, yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, boys. Let's do this real quick. Round the horn. Uh, we're going to start with my man, Ben Young. I already know how he feels about the movie, but is it good sci-fi or is it bad sci-fi? Young Ben. We didn't even fucking talk about that, did we? Ooh. I mean, there's nothing to talk about with the sci-fi, but I, I will say on, on a superfluous level, it is okay sci-fi. It uses a, a dystopian world to get an idea across, but that's where it all stops. So, like, is it interesting? Does it keep my attention? Sure it does. Is the attention always good? No. Uh, it's definitely an awful movie, a really terrible movie, but it is okay sci-fi. I will be gracious enough to give it that. And that's all I have to say. All right, thank you. Uh, a little built... Bill Jarvis, age twenty nine. I wish. <laughs> well, once you get how, once you get past the absolute magnitude of the depth of this film, um, I mean it's <laughs> it's, it's like a, a I saw you nodding trench. when I was talking, Bill. Shut <laughs> it's up. It's a lot to wrap your head around, and I understand your guys' confusion because this is really the a magnum opus of modern thought. So I, I would say that if I were to set a 
13-year-old, a 30-year-old, and a 67-year-old, I think all of them would say, wow, that was a great film that made me think a lot. And I have a lot of questions. How did you get in my house? Why am I tied up to a chair? Why are these things pulling my eyelids open? And, you know, I say that makes it those questions, because there's questions, makes it good sci-fi. I'm going to say good sci-fi. This is great sci-fi. Have some more sci-fi. It's good. <laughs> okay, it's bad sci-fi. Want, it's uh, bad sci-fi. I'm sorry. That's the, that's, the, that's the why are you holding me hostage sci-fi, which has been reserved for one other movie only, and it's Valerian. <laughs> <laughs> Valerian in the city of a thousand oh, stars. Bill, thank you. Thank you for putting that in my brain. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> wait, because wait, have some more sci-fi. <laughs> there is a good. It's good. It's good. Have some more sci-fi. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you, Bill. Um, Andrew. Um, I think this is uh I think this is pretty good. I think it's decent decent sci-fi. Um, I think it's a fun action movie, fun like mid two thousands action movie. I mean, maybe I'm really nostalgic for it, you know, and Fight Club. <laughs> but uh I'm a big fan of both of those movies. You know, I guess this is more of a defensive fight club. I think there's a little bit more going on in fight club than there is this movie. I think this one definitely is more on the nose. If you want to find like, you know, a college thesis based on this movie, there is one there to be found if you want to dig. Um, but you know, it's got some cool sci-fi themes, you know, the, the gun foo is fun. Um, so it, I mean, it's fine sci-fi, but it's a fun movie. I don't regret making this my birthday pick. I could have made right. Ben watch more anime, but, you know, I kind of already You know, did. I don't regret you picked it either, because regardless of how I feel about it, it was still nice to revisit the nostalgia. Yeah, and now you have never have to talk about it again. <laughs> I never will. <clears throat> no, you will. Next year. Oh, when, God. When I reference this on my 32nd birthday. Equilibrium. Yeah, right. Um, Equilibrium 2. Equilibrium harder. Father wasn't dead the whole time. Oh no! He's coming back. That's why they saved no, him for it, the sequel. Sean Pertwee's back, but he's older. All right. Now it introduces. There's no Christian mother. Bale to help out. There's no Christian Bale. Yes, Christian gone. Bale actually got an infection on that cut on his neck and died Fuck. shortly after. Fun fact. Okay. Dude, you get cut on the neck, you die. That's how it, it works. Duh. Okay, uh, so it's actually it's actually going to star a faceless Tay Diggs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, they face didn't dance. turn his face all the way. He was a robot the whole they time. Really, He's fine. They He's really fine. did telegraph the uh, the next antagonist out of that. They really did. Yeah. They were just like, this is the sequel. This is the bad guy. Yep. Okay, well, this is back so, when movies didn't have sequels. They if you were a movie in 2002, did. you did not have a three sequel. Matrix movies. Uh, the Lord of the Rings, The Matrix. Yeah, there are three. Tr- there are World. three movies in there. Harry there Potter. are three books in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. There are six the books in the Harry Potter trilogy. The Matrix. The Matrix has a. Uh, uh, the Matrix. They wrote all those Animatrix mo- shorts. There's eight books. Uh, in the Harry Titanic and all World. its sequels were coming out around this time. Titanic two. Titanic harder. Titanic two. Did <laughs> Titanic not come out two. Electric later. Boogaloo. <laughs> No, there is a Titanic too. <laughs> Titanic, Titanic, right? yes. Titanic. Titanic three. The Legend of the Titanic. Titanic three with a vengeance in three D. 
it's it's a movie called Titanic 2 and it's about a ship called the Titanic 2. <laughs> and I let you guess what happens to it. This is sick. Oh, it God, arrives fine. <laughs> I just remember the Eddie Izzard skit. Pope Pius the first, Pope Pius the second. He's back and he's pissed. Pope Pius the third in 3D. My favorite was <laughs> Body my, of Christ. My favorite was Schindler's List 2. Schindler's pissed. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> okay, uh, Let's so end boys, this shit. I need pizza. So boys, I think uh, this movie was not that good. Um, in terms of it being sci-fi, look, dystopian futures belong in Orwell's head and in young adult fiction. I don't need to see that shit in a movie. I'm okay with it. Sorry. Um, it's just too on the nose, all right? You don't have to warn me about a dystopian future. I get it. It's bad. All right? I'm you, living you, you it right now. You can only do it so many times. Huh? I said I'm, I'm living it right now. Maybe yeah, if we, like, paid attention in 2002, we wouldn't be living it right now. Maybe. Oh, fuck. I don't know. But um, maybe it's your fucker's fault. Maybe I don't know. I tried I, to help. We should, as, as far as sci-fi goes, it, this really doesn't do anything for me. I'm gonna say it's mediocre at best. To yeah. be honest, it's um, okay sci-fi, but, but it's I still fun to watch people get dude, shot. Gun, foo, gun kata, whatever it's called, is fucking cool. I love it. All right, it's cool. It's dumb, but I love it. So we're moving on. All right, this movie still holds a special place in my heart. We'll watch it again in like 10 years. By the way, Ben, can we put Sphere on the playlist? I would love to. Can we put to that on the list this summer? Can we put uh, Can we put Equilibrium on for our 10 year anniversary? Oh, shit. Can we do a back to back? We'll do Equilibrium and we will do uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. Oh, shit. We're coming up I, on the I, uh, Sci-Fi Cross-Section's 10 year anniversary. 10 year if, anniversary. What is that? 2036? If we ever revisit uh, this movie, I would love to do a back-to-back -back comparison between this and The Matrix. I really would. That would be that, fun. That could be a um, special episode. Maybe I if people would have paid for our Patreon, we could have done that. Yeah. Anyways, um, that is all we got for you tonight. Uh, ben, you've updated the uh, schedule. What are we doing next week, bud? Next week, by popular demand, we are going to be pushing back our discussion on Snowpiercer by quite a bit, uh, but it is what it is. It's fine. It's uh, for the best, honestly. It's fine. It gives us a little more time to watch it. I, I, it, I don't. It doesn't. I, I haven't caught up, so I gives me more time, which I'm good with. Uh, by popular demand, we are going to be watching Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, oh yeah. fucking yes. This I'm movie down. was supposed to come out a year ago. Yes. It was. Now, here's the thing. I do want to add a little spe a very special episode announcement for this at the end here. Look, I know it's a pandemic out there. And I know Warner Brothers has, put, has offered to put all of their movies on HBO Max at the same time as everything else. I know it seems more convenient, but listen, all you're doing is harming the theaters. Now, do the theaters deserve your care? No, they don't. They've, they're assholes. They've really fucked things up. With that being said, if you ever wanna go to a theater again, watching this shit on HBO Max instead of going to a theater is damaging incredibly damaging warner brothers are assholes forever doing it it damages the theaters it damages the filmmakers and it 
damages the future of, of movies if we don't do it. So if you are a healthy person, if you're capable of wearing a mask, we've been to the theater, it, everything's very well spaced out. I didn't come within any near anyone when we went to see Chaos Walking. Please, please, please. Plus, it's Kong versus Godzilla. See it in IMAX. See it in IMAX. You know you want to. Why would you watch it on your shitty little 55-inch TV? Go to a fucking IMAX theater. Please. I'm begging you. Don't watch it on HBO Max. I'm begging you. Thank you. Not only that, but AMC is at $10.17 right now. I need a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> I, my stonks are all through. They're bad right now. I need help. Support this podcast by going to the movies to support Andrew Support Miller. this podcast by giving me stonks. Give. So that's my soapbox. I just I, I really wanted to get that out there because I was like, if we're doing Godzilla versus Kong, everyone's gonna watch on HBO Max, and it's just it's like I just want to say something. If you're yeah. still gonna do it, if you were literally were like, fuck you, Ben, I'm doing it anyway, then so be it. But I, I miss tried. the movies. I really do miss going to the theater. I know mm-hmm. I was talking with my boss. I'm like, you know, he's like, oh, your movies are dead. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. I'm going. I'm going in IMAX this weekend. So. Alrighty. Um. Well, I guess that's make sure you guys see that movie for next week. That's all we got. So until next time. Adios.